and you're listening to the main event, episode seven. <laughs> Let's get it. checking on me while I was gone and stuff. Uh, just a lot of stuff going on, really, and then some some stuff not at all going on. Uh, but uh, I really just a uh, big shout-out to everybody who was checking on the event. And, um, hey, look, my apologies for not getting the episode out uh, sooner. But don't worry because I'm about to flood you with a couple of episodes back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back, um, because I really just had some time off and had some time to get some stuff together. And, uh, it's just really been a good deal for me. Um, I'll tell you this. And, uh, so I actually got some really, really good, uh, advice and I'm about to ignore it. <laughs> I got some really good advice and I'm going to completely ignore that advice. So, um, uh, to the person that gave me the advice, uh, don't stop giving me advice. I just, you know, I, I, I can't, you know. Uh, so one of the things that, uh, I went on high is, you know, I, I got a, uh, basically a cease and desist, um, about my podcast, uh, really on the episode about domestic violence. It, it came from, uh, uh, one of my ex-wives. I, I've got two. Um, and so, and, and I'm purposely being, uh, coy, uh, about that. Uh, so, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm not going to say it came from, uh, the ex that was putting their hands on me and therefore would have been upset with the episode. Uh, I'm just going to say it was one of them. And it's sort of like, you know, and that was kind of the thing. My rebuttal back to the, the, uh, the attorney was is that no, I'm not going to take down that episode. It was actually a really good episode. Uh, and I got a lot of really good feedback from that episode. And quite honestly, it really kind of helped some people and opened up some uh, some dialogue. Um, the one thing I'll say as a side note to that, as I before I get back into all that, is that hey, if you guys have uh, things you want to say, a lot of you know this podcast is kind of small, um, 
uh, we, we are, we're well before the downloads now for all the episodes and stuff, but it's still a small podcast. And a lot of people when they have something to say. They reach out to me personally. Um, what I would ask, um, just for the, the sake of conversation and stuff is that you either hit me up on my Twitter, um, uh, which is the main event and you either hit me up on the website, www.themaineventpodcast.com. That's also, I had a question from my, uh, my brother's, uh, Louis Bowman. Shout out to Big Lou. Uh, Lou has asked me how to donate. There's a whole page on there for if you want to donate to the podcast and stuff. And, uh, you can help me with my legal bills. Uh, but for conversations, um, if you can hit the website, the Facebook, uh, just leave a post on my, uh, on the uh, main event, uh, podcast page on Facebook, uh, Twitter or my Instagram, all that stuff. It's all connected. If you go to the website, it's all connected. Just hit a button. It'll take you to all my, uh, social media. Uh, or if you just want to leave it there, but it really helps in terms of there's, there's been some, what I thought were good individual conversations that could have been in really good group conversations and maybe help some other people out with some of the things that we talked about. And like I said, that being said, um, when I got the season assist, I really kind of stepped back like, man, it's just, I don't know. You know, it's, it's just a podcast. Uh, but I, um, I'm real passionate about the things I talk about, especially the leadership, uh, portion of it. And then giving you like a personal side and, you know, some opinions and stuff, you know, talk about these hot topics that are going on and we're going to get some of those coming up. Cause it's been a couple of weeks and man, this, you know, the, if you ever think about a podcast, if you'll just talk about what's going on week to week, you will never run out of material. <laughs> I promise to God, it's basically now in 2018, there's something, if not daily, uh, definitely weekly stuff to talk about. But, uh, anyway, so I'm ignoring the good advice I had, which was to ignore it completely and not address it at all. But I actually did want to address it because one of the things that I, I kind of made clear in the next podcast because of one of those offline conversations when I was talking about that, uh, domestic abuse was, is that, um, I wasn't letting my kids listen to my podcast. And so I made that clear in the very next episode, but you know, Hey, for more clarity, I, I don't, um, they don't know, <laughs> they don't know what the name of it is. And that was kind of one of the things that was addressed in the letter to me was they, they had listened to it. I'm like, well, they listened to it. It's not because I let them listen to it. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. You might want to monitor your kids. Uh, but it's, it's, it's not one of those things I'm not in the, and I, the thing I, I hadn't listened to the episode in a while and it's been a couple of weeks since I, uh, I've been on. So, you know, as best as I can remember, I don't remember number one naming people. Uh, number two, the whole purpose wasn't about shaming an individual. Uh, I've got all kind of things if that's what I wanted to do, um, for that, but that's not what the purpose was. It was actually for what it was, what it was intended was, it was to help other people and to reach out to the community and say, you are not alone. And I'm not going to go into my Michael Jackson impersonation on, on that, but you are not alone. I am here with you, uh, kind of thing. And, that's, that's really what it was meant for. And so, and it was, like I say, I got a lot of positive feedback off of that. Um, and since nobody, uh, putting public comments out there, I'm not going, uh, putting those conversations out there, but 
Yeah, it, it was. It was a good thing. Uh, it sparked up some stuff and, uh, I, uh, I believe I haven't looked in a while, but it's, uh, one of the most popular episodes I've done. And I know part of that is because there were, uh, people listening to it for legal reasons. Uh, but and I hope that, and I don't care why you're listening. Uh, I, when I was a young man, I was at this church and I talked to this preacher and he said, you know what? I don't care why anybody comes to this church because there are a lot of young men who meet young women who are part of this church and they come here following that woman. There are a lot of kids who come here because their parents were members and that's why they come here. There are a lot of people that come here for all kinds of different reasons and I could care less about what the reason is that they come here because my job is to give them a reason to stay. And so <laughs> I don't care why anybody else listens to this podcast. It's my job to give you enough content and enough of uh, what you need to make you stay and listen to me. Uh, but if that means that um, I've got some people that don't like me and don't <laughs> and are listening to this solely uh, for an opportunity to, to take digs and swipes at me. Great, because you're helping my numbers. So please tune in. And uh, I'm not going to give you anything, but you keep walk, you keep listening. <laughs> God bless you too. Um, it's a small podcast, but man, I've, I've officially got haters. If you, if you look on iTunes, <laughs> my, my buddy, uh, Drew said, Hey man, somebody gave you a one. I'm not going to put names to who probably gave me a one <laughs> or why. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it probably had something to do with that particular episode that somebody didn't like. Um, <laughs> and so if you if you see negative stuff on there, uh, that's just kind of part of it, and I'm and I'm okay with that. I really am. Um, <laughs> eventually, n- number one, I really don't think um, it's actually today is my oldest daughter's birthday. Uh, so happy birthday, Kai! Daddy loves you. I seriously doubt that you go back in, in, in five or six years and try to listen to my podcast from the beginning. But if you do, Hey, daddy loves you. Um, I'm glad I got to talk to you today. Um, I'm, I'm kind of using my mobile setup, um, my on the road setup today to do this podcast. So hopefully it turns out really nice and the sound and quality stuff is everything that you've come to expect from this professional podcast. Um, but yeah, like I say, a lot of personal stuff going on. Uh, Sorry for the hiatus, but, uh, hey man, I'm back. I'm reloaded. I am re-energized. This podcast, uh, the leadership portion, which I know we talked about, uh, the last time is something I really wanted to get into a little bit more. And I wanted to build on what we were talking about last time. And, you know, I know I lost a lot of momentum by the break and everything, but hey, we're just going to do a little bit. It's so much going on. It's really trying to condense everything down. I've got nothing but time tonight to talk, but I really want to get into a couple of things, just some highlights from the past weeks. And I'm sure I'm going to miss a couple of things. And I'll probably go back and some of the, the rebroad the, the next couple of episodes and try to clear up some, some stuff I missed from the highlights, but just some things that were going on that, um, uh, headlines and the news and stuff that, uh, uh, kind of got caught my, uh, my attention, um, in no particular order. Uh, Kanye West. Man, um, I miss the oh yay. <laughs> I, 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 dude, I miss the oh yay. 
Uh, so Kanye a couple weeks ago made some really, uh, uninformed comments. And I, you know, and a lot of people were like, no, no, Kanye was trying to say, and so here's the deal. And this part of the reason I have this podcast and I've got my, all my social media and stuff and mine's a, mine probably in yours is a little bit different as a, as a non-popular person in society. Um, you know, we try to, you know, you, you probably as an individual have a Facebook or you might have an Instagram or you might have another one. You might have a Twitter and you might not really do a lot of social media. And so therefore your platform is kind of limited about your views. Um, if you just have, um, an Instagram and it's about your dogs or it's about cars or it's about fitness or, you know, whatever, just name it out there, then I probably don't have a well-rounded view of who you are and everything you like. You know, I might think to yourself, oh, that's the lady that likes to show me her food every day. And, or that's the, that's the guy that, you know, likes to go fishing, uh, kind of thing. And, you know, that's not really who you are. Uh, and you don't get an opportunity to really, because I mean, you're just an ordinary guy, just like me. And, or, you know, you just don't get the opportunity to really express yourself and flesh out everything to people who are not closely associated with you. Kanye's not in that position. <laughs> He's got a big enough platform that if he uh, wants to say something and flesh it out, he can do that. So when people and, and other celebs in that situation, I kind of feel the same way about them. No one had to say for Kanye, who's a grown man, this is what he meant. Uh, he said what he meant. And he's had plenty of opportunity to explain himself. Um, you can put that on Facebook and get destroyed or praised, whatever, um, based on how well you got your little argument off. And quite, let's be honest, nobody wants to read your thesis on, <laughs> on a particular topic. Uh, so you usually have little blurts and stuff. Uh, Kanye had multiple interviews. He had, um, uh, Charlemagne the God, shout out to Charles, oh, Charlemagne. Um, but I mean, he had an interview with him. Uh, he, TMZ, all this other stuff. And quite honestly, um, here's how I feel about the whole Kanye situation. It's really how I feel about free speech in general is that you're free to do whatever you want to do. And people are free to react the way they want to react. I thought his comments were ignorant, uninformed. Um, I think he kind of lives in a bubble. Um, and that, that's why it's always for me. Um, and I might have talked about it on here before, but I know I talk about it in my, my, my private life all the time with friends and stuff is that I'm always amazed when people are nominated spokesmen for the black race. Uh, it's like, because a lot of people grabbed onto his comments and was like, well, see, Kanye, Kanye's speaking for him. Now, Kanye is speaking for Kanye. Uh, as far as I know, Kanye don't even get to speak for Kim. Um, so he definitely don't get to speak for black people. Um, and in fact, anybody that's kind of elected that position is like, man, you know what? Um, Especially when I get it from mainstream or just honestly just white media that says this is a black leader. I'm like, man, I didn't see you at the meeting. 
Um, and I don't remember taking a vote. So <laughs> I'm just confused as to how these people get to represent us. But Kanye speaks for Kanye, and that's that's basically what it is. Um, I will say this. Um, I'm a little late to the party with people like R. Kelly, um, who, you know, honestly, looking back, should have denounced him years and years ago. Um, you know, have since denounced uh, him uh, because as you get older, at one point, I was like, man, you got to separate the man from the profession or the artist from the creation and stuff like that, you know. And honestly, no, you don't. Um, as you get older, you, you understand that they're one and the same. And when you help support somebody, especially when you're giving them financial support, um, you're supporting the individual too. It's not just a separation because it's the same person. It's, it's not two people. There's not a Kanye that raps or R. Kelly that sings. And then there's like, you know, there's Robert and then there's, you know, Mr. West over here. No, they're, they're the same dude. Um, their platform, their fluence is given to them because they have a skill and I'm never going to deny Kanye or our talent and their artistry. But as we look at some of our popular figures like Bill uh, Cosby, um, you know, there, there just comes to, there's a time when you have to say, hey, man, that's just not cool and I can't support you anymore. And I'm actually, I'll, I'll save the whole Bill Cosby thing for a whole another podcast because, um, we as, we as a black community get it in when it comes to Cosby or our, our heroes. And we can talk about that later, but like Kanye R and stuff, uh, man, just let him have him. Kanye's album came out and, you know, people flew out to Wyoming and listened to it. And they said it was fire and stuff. And I'm like, man, that's cool. I'll never listen to it. I'm not supporting Kanye anymore because I don't, I don't have to, you know, the, the one thing that we, I think we as a people, and I don't get to speak for all black people, but I'll put that as my opinion. Uh, I, I think that we as a people don't hold us accountable, uh, people of color, POCs accountable when they do, uh, stupid stuff. And so Kanye's free to say what he wants to say, but you know, man, brother, I can't support you anymore. You need to do what you want to do, but I'm not supporting that. I'm not, I'm not going to allow that to, to, to go on and, you know, just like R, you know, man, I can't support you anymore. Your platform's trash to me. Man, you make some great music. Man, I got some great memories, um, with that music. And I think music and art and stuff is one of those things that when we talk about our memories, you know, it's up there with food where, you can taste something and it will take you back somewhere or you listen to a song and you remember being in, you know, grandma's kitchen and all this other stuff. And I think that we have emotional ties to those kind of things. Um, but with that being said, I'm a grown man. I understand that what he said wasn't right. And I'm, 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 I'm going to hold him to that. And, and that's just my opinion. I, I think the one thing that we got to understand is that, you get to have your opinion. And, and yours is not less valid than mine, you know, simply because, uh, I decided to go out and spend some money on some, some studio equipment doesn't mean that now my opinion is more valid than yours. Uh, what it means is, is that you get to have yours. I get to have mine and we agree to disagree on most things. 
and hopefully mature enough that they don't become violent uh, in our disagreement. But when people say things, you got to hold them accountable for it in the only way that you can. I, you know, um, I was actually on uh, Facebook tonight, and one of the things that I was uh, kind of arguing back and forth with somebody was, I was like, you know, because about his opinion and stuff, I was like, you know, I hear <laughs> that soccer is a big sport. I've never supported soccer. Never been to a game, never bought a soccer ball. <laughs> Only really know like the Beckham, Beckhams of the world and uh, Christian Auto. If I get it wrong, hey, I don't support it. But uh, those guys, because of their popularity and stuff, um, but I don't support it. But uh, there's a lot of money in it, and a lot of people do. And it, just because I don't support it doesn't mean it's going to stop. Um, and just because I don't, that's not where I choose to uh, put my focus or or value and stuff doesn't mean that it's not valuable. So just like your opinion, just because you don't want to support somebody doesn't mean somebody else isn't. Doesn't mean that other people should stop. That's just your opinion, and that's what it is. You know. So in when we talk about opinions and stuff, I want to roll into my next topic, Roseanne. Man, uh, what the hell's? Uh, the only thing I will say is that I've, you know, I've, I've seen some of her tweets and stuff before her show came back on and, um, I'll be nice and say they were questionable. That That's just being nice. Um, because they're really not that questionable. They're kind of black and white. So ABC knew who they were hiring and stuff. So for them to come on the back end and be like, Oh, <laughs> she's a representative of values. Yeah, you, I mean, your company, you were looking for money, and now your answer is is that, oops, she might have gone too far this time, and it's going to cost us money, so we're now going to cancel our show. The big thing that I'll, I'll talk about with the Rosanna thing is what I call false equivalence, um, where we want to take two things that are seemingly in the same wheelhouse and compare them. And a lot, I heard a lot of people talk about Roseanne and then, uh, Samantha B, uh, came out and she used the word cunt when she was talking about Ivanka Trump. And they were like, see, she should lose her show too because she said bad things. And I said, well, that's a false equivalence because what you're talking about is vulgar language and racism and they're not the same. And in, 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 <laughs> this is your first time hearing that. I'm so sorry. I'm the one that had to tell you, uh, but it's not. It's it's not the same. It's literally not the same thing. Uh, racist comments and vulgar language are not the same thing. Um, and a lot of people that were complaining about <laughs> the vulgar language have overlooked. It, you know, it's all about your position and what supports your position. Um, you can argue from any standpoint. You can argue from the uh, viewpoint of a pedophile. You viewpoint from the, uh, of a rapist. You can argue from the viewpoint of a killer. Um, what happens is that most people kind of go, mm, "Yeah, I see what you're doing there, but that's not right." <laughs> and the the, pro- the problem is, um. 
is that we're not all talking the same. We're, we're looking at something, but we're not all talking about the same thing. And so we sit there and we come up with this false equivalence where we want to compare things that are not the same. They're absolutely not the same thing. And so when you talk about Roseanne's comments, ABC's reaction, uh, Samantha Bee's comments and her, uh, her apology and stuff like that. Um, you know, a lot of that has to do with Samantha B is because of what happened to Roseanne, because a lot of people, whether they would public admit it or not. And, and, and unfortunately in 2018, um, the, the ghost of racist past or, Ooh, and they way up and, and, uh, coming out of the crypt and stuff. But so there are a lot more people who actually would openly agree with some of the uh, racist comments that Roseanne has made, not just this last time, but previously. Um, and they say, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, you wouldn't. Um, but it doesn't mean it's not wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, I get that you wouldn't see anything wrong with it, but then they try to draw that false equivalence where they go, well, Samantha B's comments were out, of, were out of pocket. Yeah, she's a comedian. It was a bad joke. It happens. Um, you know, I'm willing to accept bad jokes from comedians. I'm not willing to accept bad jokes from priests, politicians, um, <laughs> you know, public figures who actually, uh, have real influence. I know, and this is way down a rabbit hole. I, I know a lot of people, um, talked about John Stewart and daily show for a long time. And they said he hid, he was a political force who hid behind comedy but he really was a comedian making fun of politics and of news. It was, it really was a news parody, but uh, and, you know, and a lot of people argued that, well, people actually get their news from you, whether you yourself believe yourself to be a credible source, you need to hold yourself to a higher standard because people believe you, man, <laughs> Uh, there are a lot of news sources out there that uh, kind of need to, to heed to that. Um, you know, you know, as I'm man delving down the rabbit hole real quick, uh, personal request. Look, if we're friends, do me a favor. Um, before you put something on Facebook, could you at least, at the very least, Google the information that you're about to put out there? It's fact. Um, not saying that Google's going to save you every time. It's probably not. But there are a lot of people on my timeline who put out stuff that's debunked. And so this is kind of goes back to the Roseanne, Samantha B. Uh, the, you know, so the Roseanne thing spilled over to Samantha B, spilled over to The View. Well, we hate The View. And we want Bill Mark on it. You know, if they're going to take her show, I'm like, yo, calm down. It's not the same stuff. You're offended by what people say because you don't like them talking about the people that you like. But when you're talking about the stuff that Roseanne was talking about, man, you're, you're hitting on a different territory. I'm just saying, but <laughs> so they were talking about the view and there's this picture of Whoopi Goldberg, um, that's been Photoshopped. Man, it showed up all over my timeline. I mean, it had been debunked that that was not a real picture. Um, it had some vulgarities on there. And I'm, I, I, you know, actually, as, I, as I'm trying to recall it, 
Uh, I can't even remember what it was talking about, but it, you think it was aimed at um, President Trump. And so people were upset. And I, so people on the timeline, you're going to let this, you going to let this stand? I'm like, man, that's not even a real picture, dude. Um, I don't know. Maybe you should take a nap. <laughs> Try a search function and just stop, you know, reposting everything that you see. Um, there are some people, and, and I get it if you get it from a trusted source, like a news source. If you if you follow CNN, MSCC, Washington Post, uh, Fox News, whoever you follow, and you follow their stuff, and you're reposting an article by a trusted source, you would think to yourself, man, that has got to be true. Why would I have to fact check a major publication? You still do. Um, you know, as we get to... Uh, topic number three, Fox uh, actually reposted some pictures today about the Philadelphia Eagles players kneeling, um, and they didn't. None of them. Not the entire season, which is kind of amazing, actually, because I, I kind of thought there was protest on every team, but evidently the Eagles didn't have any. Uh, nobody took a knee during the anthem. Nobody stayed in, inside. Um, and they got uninvited because – only about 10 players wanted to show up. And I am laughing because it's funny because you throw a party and only like 10 people want to show up. Um, and so um, the president uninvited the team, uh, which I thought was, you know, hey, what are those 10 guys that did want to come? I mean, you're taking the opportunity. You couldn't have said, I mean, I just, maybe there's a middle ground for that. Um where you do, you know, because they had the event plan and stuff, it was less than 24 hours out, and you're like, no, nope, here, here nobody wants to come, so nobody gets to come. Eh, man, and there were a lot of player events that they had tied to going to the White House, they were doing some community stuff that got canceled because they, didn't, they, they were uninvited and didn't show up. So um, it wasn't just uh, the White House who lost out on that or the players who lost out on that. It was community activities that lost out on that. But like I said, you had, um, and it was kind of thrown that because there were some, these guys were not patriotic. And there was absolutely no evidence that that's even true. Uh, what it was is that <laughs> they are like everybody else in 2018, politically charged, and they simply didn't want to come. Now, and I don't think it's a problem because nobody said it was a problem with Tom Brady, who openly, you know, who didn't like uh, President Obama and his policies and. When the Patriots won the Super Bowls, he didn't show up. And, and that wasn't disrespectful to the office. Or was it? <laughs> you know, and this is where you can draw yourself into some false equivalents. Um, that these two actions may be the same or maybe that they're different. And I personally, um, my job has, has thrown events uh, like the Christmas party. I didn't go to Christmas parties here. Um, <laughs> wasn't politically motivated. I just simply didn't go. I had something else going on uh, during that time frame, and I couldn't attend. And um, as I said, getting in on uh, Facebook tonight, but, uh, uh, not getting it in, but discussion. It's kind of hard because tone, and we'll talk about this uh, later on, but tone is kind of hard to interpret. Um, when it's written down and stuff, I, I think you know, kind of way to get your emojis and stuff. So you can kind of get a uh, temperature check for people, what they're, what they're really feeling and stuff. But, but 
you know, from my end, just kind of discussing some things with uh, guys to work with uh, at the unit. And, you know, just, you know, just a couple of guys, but really just kind of telling them that, no, I mean, I just don't, I don't think it's disrespectful. I just think that they didn't want to show up. I think disrespectful would have been showing up and, and then taking a knee or doing something political uh, right there. At the, I think that would have been, but nobody, it wasn't like anybody was on this uh, public, media, public social media campaign of I'm not going and this is why I'm not going. It was just something they were discussing as a team. In fact, um, their reasons for not, not wanting to go really didn't have anything to do with um, uh, the anthem and standing and all that good stuff. That wasn't their conversation. They had the things they were talking about. Uh, you can look at uh, Tor Smith, who now plays for the Panthers. Uh, keep pounding. Uh, <laughs> now plays for the Panthers. He was a wide receiver for the Eagles when they won championship last year. Hopefully he brought some of that magic with him. Uh, but uh, he, you can go look at his uh, Twitter, and it kind of went viral, um, his comments and stuff. But uh, he, he tells you what the Eagles were talking about, and it wasn't about that stuff that was brought up in the media. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's hard for me to look at that and not think that there's you know some other stuff. But you know, hey, this is a podcast about leadership, and we'll we'll get into some of that leadership. You know, the the one of the things that when I look at some of the stuff in the headlines uh, is, and we get into this, what about? And it's a deflection tool that's being used now. So that you don't have to actually answer for the things that you do, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and that was like with Roseanne. Um, that's like with NFL players. That's like, well, I mean, really just anything that people just disagree with now is the whole setup is, is that uh, we're going to draw some false equivalents and play the what if game or what about game. And, and you know, like say, for example, with, uh, uh, Roseanne was, well, what about Samantha V? Well, what about her? I'd be more than interested. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, as you get older and you start, you know, you, if you're, if you're Jermaine Parker and you're older and <laughs> you've been through some arguments in your life, you understand when people start deflecting about something, like you want to, you're in a relationship and you want to call somebody out on something. And the first thing they want to do is bring up something that you've done. And here's a, here's a pro tip for you is go, hey, you know what? I'd love to talk about that as soon as we talk about the issue at hand that that you have done. After we address your behavior, I'd be more than happy to talk about my behavior because you you know, you know sat through yours, I'll sit through mine. Um, but <clears throat> there's no such thing as where I'm not responsible because somebody else. I mean, it's a dumb argument. I mean, that's just like you getting pulled over by a cop he gets to the window. You know, I pulled you over. I don't know, but what about those guys right now that are passing? You know, what about the guy in front of me? The guy in the red Toyota? What about that? Sorry, I, I caught you. And that's kind of how this is in, in in life now is that, no, we, we really need to deal with issues with the people who have caused the issue and not with, well, what about, what about? And I mean, it's not, that's, that's not new. I mean, it's been going on for years. People use it in their daily lives as a way of deflection to try to, to shift the topic off of them or the spotlight off of them when they've done something wrong. It's always, well, what about the other guy? Well, at least I'm not. Well, what if? 
Um, I mean, people do it all the time, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I stuck up a, uh, a grocery store, but there are guys out there robbing banks. Or when people are, when the police uh, stop you for something and it's, don't you have something better to do? I'm like, actually, no, this is part of the law. <laughs> I thought I would do this too as it was part of my job. Um, you just don't like it because you're wrong. And so that, that's the thing, you know, you, you sit there and you, you got to understand that in order to have these conversations and stuff, we've got to clean up, um, how we communicate, uh, with each other, which actually is my segue plan segue rolls into where leadership leads series number two or episode number two for that. Uh, we're going to talk about foundations. Now let me backtrack for just a second, because one of the things that when we're talking about where leadership lives, and I really thought that was uh, a good, um, <laughs> just free style, um, uh, talking, uh, thing to call it, but yeah, it's really where leadership le- lives and how we're going to build this house of leadership. Um, and this is where every leader, you know, this is where your leadership will live in this house. And so one of the things that I started off with, um, coming up with some leadership core values, which I, I kind of model off our, our military, uh, has core values for every service component and the air force core values. And I kind of just mirrored off of that because our, our air force core values are integrity, service for self, excellence, and all we do great core values to have. And so I kind of went into our leadership core values and I was like, well, you know, I'm going to steal integrity because, uh, if you don't have any integrity, then it kind of kills everything else, but integrity, transparency, sincerity, and selflessness. And, you know, as we're talking, I said, you know what, I'm going to make those the footers of our house. I'm going to make those four pillars, the footers for our house. But it dawned on me in my hiatus uh, while I was laying on the beach, uh, sipping my ties and stuff that I didn't really explain the construction of a house, the parts that we're going to talk about and why they're important. And so I'm a, I'm a backtrack and talk about why the footers are so important. You know, when you look at the Webster dictionary explanation of what a footer is, it's to support the foundation and prevent settling. It's especially important in areas of troublesome soil. Man, that is so hype for leadership. Oh, man, score, win. I'm over here doing a little dance and stuff because, look, you got to understand this. <laughs> it had in there prevent settling. If that is not a key factor for your leadership and why that you've got to have those four pillars, uh, those four uh, supports for your foundation, Ooh, man, you, you just can't make this stuff up or how it just lines up, but your leadership cannot settle. <laughs> you have to maintain a high expectation for yourself, for your people, and for your organization. That's how you grow. And so when you're looking at uh, those pillars, 
when you look back and you're looking at that integrity, that transparency, and that sincerity, and selfishness, those are the things that keep you above board, keep your expectations high, and support your foundation. Now, your foundation is important in any house because that's what everything else relies on. Uh, your foundation is what stands everything else up. You build off of your foundation. Um, so everything rests on the foundation that you lay. So those four pillars support your foundation, especially on troublesome soil. So if you're going into a leadership opportunity and they already tell you, hey, look, we got some issues, some problems going on, you really need those footers. And you need to dig them deep. Because if the soil is kind of loose, you don't want the house rocking and stuff going back and forth and being unstable. That's what helps stabilize your house. That and a good foundation, you can build off of that. In a lot of instances, when people do renovations and stuff, they'll raise all the way down to the foundation. But if it's a good foundation, you want to keep that. And you can rebuild your house any way that you please. So we'll talk about the foundation today uh, quickly. And we'll talk about in our next uh, series where leadership lives, we'll, we'll move on to the frame, the good bones if you will, you ever hear that term when people are looking at houses and stuff, it's got good bones. Usually what happens is, is that the outside is eroded or whatever. It's uh, it's outdated, maybe because of decor and stuff like that. And there needs to be some changes done, but it's got a good frame, good bones to it. And so that's the support for the shape of your house. And so we're going to get into what your framework should look like and what's in what's important in your framework and stuff. Um, and then we'll start modeling out your house and stuff, the decorative stuff um, that can be kind of faddish. And that's why people sometimes, you know, they change uh, the look of their house. But it's got a good foundation. It's solidly planted with those footers and stuff. And it's got a good frame to it. I think that everything else you, you can kind of work around. But today we want to talk about that foundation and what the foundation of your house of leadership is, is drum roll. Okay, I don't have a drum roll. But it's communication. All right, there it is. All right, I'm going home now. No, uh, it's communication, but it's more to communication um, than just send and receive. Like there's more to concrete than just water and rocks. Um, there's a special blend, a recipe, to make your foundation, your concrete strong. And so when you're talking about your communication, you've got to have some things in your communication that make it strong. So I'm just going to run down, you know, some of the ingredients that you might want to put in your communication to make it a little stronger for your leadership. I'll tell you this, uh, like water and rocks, uh, your communication has got to have at least some consistency and some flexibility. And that consistency is, is kind of your tone. It's the tone that you set in your communication for your leadership and stuff. Uh, it should always be, it should never be negative. It should always be, and, and I'll, I'll let me clarify that. When I say never negative, um, I'm not talking about when you are pointing out flaws or way to be better and stuff. Um, negative is when it's just demeaning. Uh, when it's it's not uplifting, when it's not positive, uh, when there's no good to be, you know, when you critique people, 
that's not negative. Those are positive things. Those are identifying problems and stuff, um, bridging the gap uh, kind of activities, and they should be done in a meaningful and a positive manner. So when I say neg- never negative, uh, anything that takes away, distracts from, that's your negative. Uh, so your tone has got to be consistent, you know, because that's the other thing. When people are communicating stuff, you want to know who you're talking to. Uh, nobody wants a doctor and Jekyll uh, kind of boss where I'm afraid to talk to him because I don't know what I'm going to get. You know, you got to be consistent in your tone and stuff. And that's where your professionalism uh, really shines through and stuff because we all have stuff going on. There's nobody in the world who is not affected by anything and they just live this beautiful life. There are a lot of people out there and who have lots of money and they have problems. Um, they actually had a um, young lady. I say young. She's in her 50s. Um, a fashion icon who uh, who killed herself. And um, as, I, as I struggle to remember... But, um, you know, here's somebody who who seemingly had it all and uh, apparently committed suicide. Um, well, I want to say her name was Kay. But the, the point is, is that not everybody has it all together, no matter what it is. So your tone and your consistency, um, those are things in your communication that are really important. Kind of that rock kind of part of your communication where people can learn to depend on you for how you're going to talk to them. Um, You know, when I talk about uh, flexibility, that's when I'm actually talking about um, how you choose to communicate. And I'll I'll, I'll double back on that in a second. But so whether it's face-to-face, whether it's your nonverbals, you know, just how you choose to correspond with people in your communication and stuff is really important. Um, so that's kind of, you know, you know, how thick or how soft or how quick setting you want your message to be. Uh, like we were talking about earlier and stuff when I was on Facebook, it's kind of hard when you're writing back and forth to people, um, i.e. emails and stuff, uh, to get a person's tone. Uh, but that's why it's important to be consistent in your tone when you're face to face and all the time we talk to people. So even if you're, you know, it's a fax or it's a text or whatever it is, um, people can get those cues and understand who the message is coming from and how it's probably being, uh, delivered to them. And that's really what that consistency is about how you deliver it. Um, my friend Devona, uh, uh, who, who I'm actually going to, uh, we're going to get together and uh, we were discussing the other day. She said, hey, well, we just discussed a couple things, but she said, hey, you know, I was thinking, I really haven't listened to some podcasts. I listen to yours, but it won't download because you had not done one in a while. So, hey, uh, thanks for uh, <laughs> making me feel bad and, and getting my podcast out. But Devota said to me, she said, hey, I like these podcasts that have more than one person talking. I said, well, it's been proven fact that I can talk by myself or um, – an hour or so with no co-host. Uh, 
but I, I get what she was saying and stuff because when you've got two people, uh, you can – that banter. And so I've known Devona since I was in high school. So we've been friends for well over 20 years. Um, and we, we have some great rapport and you just, you know, jokes, a lot of inside jokes. Cause that's a lot of time uh, to know somebody, but a lot of great chemistry back and forth when we talk and a lot of good setup. And that's the good thing, you know, like I was telling you, it's, it's a comedian. It's hard. And the reason it's hard for, uh, for comedians. And that's why there was duos for a while. You know, you had your straight man because, you know, somebody sets you up and he slam dunk it. You know, somebody, somebody's the assist man. Somebody's, you know, comes through and pulls off the big move for the score. Uh, and it's hard to set yourself up. Uh, and, you know, which is basically what I do in my podcast. I set myself up and I knock them down. Set them up and knock them down. But um, I, I'll wait to go through all her massive qualifications and stuff. Uh, but very, very smart woman. Uh, starting her uh, PhD program here pretty soon. Uh, brilliant woman and stuff, and great with uh, a lot of different topics and stuff. And so we're going to uh, actually uh, record an episode, have her call in and uh, record her, and we're going to have some banter and stuff, see how that works. But um, she was, I, I, I set all that up just to say that she was the one that was actually telling me she's a uh, therapist. And she's like, you know, people have kind of lost the art of talking to people on the phone because most of the time now when people talk in their communications and stuff, it's through short messages. And I had never really thought about that because, um, I love to talk, you know, it's part of the reason my passion for the podcast. And, you know, it's like, you know, what's your talent and stuff? Well, it's talking, but a lot of people have got to the point where they don't talk on the phone unless it's important. Like, you know, you've got some people in your contacts. If they called you right now, you'd have to pick up because they don't ever call you. Uh, they like stuff. They send, you, they send you text. It's not even email anymore. Uh, people don't even want to email. Um, but uh, th- but there's a lost art uh, to talking on the phone. And what that really means to me is there's a lost art of verbal communication. And when you're building your foundation as a leader, one of the things you, you've got to work on it. Um, that art, whether it be, uh, the phone, because if you're in a leadership position, you're probably gonna be on a conference call and learn how to read people without seeing people. Because which is a lot of, you know, it depends on which study you, <laughs> you, you prescribe to. Uh, but let's just say that the majority of communication is not verbal. So, when you're texting, emailing, you're doing all these things where you can't see your audience and stuff, even phone talking, you miss some nonverbals. Um, the phone's easier because you can keep you can catch people when they or yeah, the tone the tone they're giving you, the kind of energy, you can you can kind of get that, but as a leader, you've got to be able to look at stuff and kind of sort your way through that communication hurdle because that's your foundation. Because everything else that you have, you've got to communicate it. Everything else that you stand up, <laughs> you're going to stand those things up um, on this foundation of communication. And I know you think to yourself, well, 
hey, Jermaine, you gave us those pillars last week, and how's the communication on top of those pillars? Man, that's a great question. Uh, I wish I had a great answer. No, uh, actually, the the great answer for that is simply that um, those pillars that support your communication, your integrity, this, it's it's a constant present character thing about you. Uh, the transparency that you have that supports your communication because it kind of goes in it, it it holds it up. If you're transparent, especially in your communication, holds everything through it. You being sincere and selfless and thinking about others, it'll it'll shine through your communication. It's the things that that keep you from settling into that bad soul. One of the things that I wanted to get out there too um, was that when you have your communication, especially in leadership and stuff, you want it to be timely and you want it to be coherent. Those are some extra little things that you want to throw into that little mix of your communication. Um, nobody wants a boss that just wants to call them over and talk to them and interrupt their day um, to talk about stuff that doesn't matter. Hey, have you seen Bob's car? Actually, I haven't. I don't care. <laughs> I just work here. <laughs> I don't care anything about Bob's car. I don't care anything about Tim or what's going on with him and stuff. I really have this project that I need to do. And if you can't help me with that, then I don't need to be talking to you right now. Because a lot of times we're busy and stuff. And as leaders, we need to understand that when we're going to communicate, we want to make it so to the point that when we have our communications, people stop what they're doing and listen because they know that only they're going to get something good out of it. That if I got something to say, if I want to pause a meeting to talk about something, it's not to talk about a boat I'm going to buy. It's to talk about some characteristics or qualities and stuff that are going to be important and timely to my audience. And so, you know, there's there's the thing, knowing who your audience is. You know, as a, as a leader, you get to talk up and down to the people that um, report to you and you support them that way. And then the people, your management above you, your organization, who you support. And you got to know who you're talking to, but keeping that consistent tone because what they say, you want to treat the janitor like you treat the CEO. Um, and you, you like I say, it's timely and coherent. You, you want your stuff to be concise. You, you want your communications to be sharp. Um, you want them to be clear so that people are getting the message. And with understanding that sometimes you might have to have that flexibility and change up how you're communicating so the message can really be conveyed. You know, listening for that feedback, because that's one of the really big things in communication. It's not just what you send, it's what you get back. You know, it's kind of like when I started this podcast all today, and I was like, hey, I really like your feedback, and this is the way I'd like to gather it. Um, Like I said, I get texts and phone calls and stuff like that, or I see people who listen to a podcast and stuff, and it's like, man, that's great. Man, that'd been a great question to put out there on a forum, put it out there on the Facebook, put that out there on the website, www.themaineventpodcast.com. Um, so <laughs> click the donate page. Uh, if you you want to you want to be able to get that feedback because that's how you adjust and stay flexible in your communication. Now, with all that being said. I'm actually going to give you a treat because <laughs> just like with anything with a list, a list 
grist. What, what was that? Well, a list of ingredients. Um, there's got to be that one active ingredient that kind of you know makes it pop, gets everything together, kind of gels, get everything to gel together. So when you got your pillars down, you're pouring your foundation, which is communication and stuff, and you you really want to make sure you get that strong foundation. The active ingredient in any of your communication has got to be truth, honesty. Now, we kind of live in a time where we have facts and alternative facts. And it's really kind of sad. So one of the things that you're tasked with as a leader and a communicator is pushing aside all that BS and finding common ground in because some things that I think are true may not really resonate with somebody else is the truth. Um, I've got my opinions on uh, Confederates, Confederate monuments, flags, and where they need to be. Um, but that might not resonate. <laughs> as a man born in the South, that might not resonate as the truth of other people. So your task with in your truth is kind of finding that common ground, um, understanding what you're trying to communicate. And, you know, hopefully your job isn't so politicized and you can agree on what a, uh, what a, what a half inch drive is. I think, you know what I mean? Just, just some things that we, you have to build that foundation of this is what we're talking about um, with your people. But when you bring that truth in there, um, one of the things I always hate hearing in my meetings is, is that we have a bigger picture because I honestly, when I leave and I talk to people, I'm like, man, they have no idea what's going on. They do not have a bigger picture. It's impossible for them to have a bigger picture than what they told me. What they don't have is they just don't have a plan yet. And they don't want to say that. Um, honestly, even in a foxhole saying, boys, I don't have a plan, <clears throat> but if you can give me some covering fire for a little bit, I sure enough will come up with one. Uh, cause we're in this thing together and that's just the honest truth. Instead of just making something up, uh, as you, as you're spitting it out, you know, just have some truth about you and say, Hey, look guys, I don't know. That's actually not a bad thing from a leader is the words. I don't know. Because it means that, if, especially if you've got a good track record of being able to come up with a coherent plan. Now, if that's your only response, eh, you're probably not a leader anyway, so this doesn't apply to you. But if, you, if you're if you a leader and you've led people and people have been able to trust you and the things you're doing, when you don't know, it's okay to say you don't know. Hey, I don't know. I'm going to find out. And that's that truth and that trust that comes in. And that's that's really what you get from that active ingredient of truth is trust. Because I don't care what we're talking about, whether we're talking about um, an individual podcast, if you're talking about a household, relationships, anything else, when you start losing that truth and the trust that comes along with being able to be truthful with people and stuff, even this country, uh, that's when things start getting out of pocket and falling apart, when we can't trust the things that are being told to us because there's no truth in them. 
Um, so like I say, whether it's your relationship with your wife, your girlfriend, your kids, your employer, uh, the Uber driver <laughs> that, you, that you hired. Um, if there's no truth, there's no trust. And that's when you start getting cracks in your foundation. So that's the active ingredient right there that kind of molds everything together and keeps everything looking good and keeps everything on topic for you. Um, like I say, when, when you're, when you're looking for leadership, everything else rests on how you communicate. It is so important that you learn early and often that your communication, your tone, how you present yourself, how flexible you are when you get that feedback, all that stuff, all these, all these ingredients, and with that active ingredient of truth in there, is what makes your foundation strong. Because it doesn't matter what else I tell you. When we start talking about the frame of your house, the shape of your house, the look of your house, um, you know, I don't know how detailed people want me to go into, but we, I mean, this whole thing can run through. I mean, we can put down hardwoods or, or carpet in this house, and I can tell you the benefits of them from a leadership's perspective. Um, but just the basics for your house and stuff, it doesn't matter if you have a bad foundation. Like I say, when people remodel, a lot of times they'll just, they'll take down the, you know, just for design reasons. If it doesn't have good bones, even if it has good bones and it's just not the design that we need for this kind of leadership, this kind of house, this fit for, for our organization, it doesn't match up anymore. Um, and nothing better than a Walmart to show you that. How many times you walked in a Walmart and you go, oh, this is an old style Walmart. They've changed their floor plan. They've done it at least three times where they've changed their floor plan, but they kept the foundation. doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I want you guys to have a strong foundation, communication, going to work at it. Guys, this has been a, another episode of the main event. You guys have been so awesome. Again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for hanging in there with me. We're going to get this episode out. I'm going to work on another episode. Um, as I was uh, telling <laughs> as me and the bone, we're kicking around ideas about uh, doing an episode together and just kind of testing it out and seeing how that worked and stuff. Uh, I keep saying I'm going to have guests and stuff. Uh, it's hard because of time, and I don't do any editing. <laughs> as again, I am the Jay-Z of a podcast is uh, start to finish uh, currently over an hour of me just talking. So, you know, uh, once I get that and we're talking about some other stuff, it'll be a lot easier uh, to get guests on because then I can splice their interview in into a podcast, uh, which actually worked great for me because I would only have to talk for like 20, 30 minutes on top tops um, each time once I start interviewing people and stuff. But anyway, that's for next time. We're gonna, I'm working on that stuff. Thank you for your support. Uh, please like, subscribe, subscribe, share. Um, maybe there's somebody else out there. Let's say a hey, big shout out to Big Bowman. He said he got me some more listeners. <laughs> Welcome to the fold. Yo, this has been another episode of the main event.
And as I famous had to say, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go.